you have to dig past all of the vitamin C marketing because I come from the biohacking world and the biohackers are just IVing everything. I don't know why, but they're just shooting up with IVs of vitamins and NAD and chemical cocktails. That's what I've been witnessing the last five years when I used to live in California and go to all these conferences. Everyone just shooting stuff straight into their veins. And one of the things they're shooting up, you know, it's probably better than heroin, but it's ascorbic <laughs> acid. <laughs> and that has been proven in a lot of research to cause ceruloplasmin to lose its color and function. And so ceruloplasmin, think of it as active copper. It, it's, it's, you know, not the unbound copper that people talk about copper toxicity. This is actually copper that's been activated by retinol vitamin A and it has over 20 functions and really critical functions, functions that people with chronic illness are missing. Uh, whenever people tell me about X, Y chronic condition they're dealing with, it's usually iron overload, which is another way of saying copper deficiency and, and ceruloplasmin deficiency if we want to get really technical. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. So excited to announce that we finally have a launch date for the products, which is the 25th of April. So mark that down in your calendar. Go to the Saturay website, www.saturay.com.au, and you can actually pop your email in there to be notified of when it's available to purchase. But I actually can't believe we finally made it after three years. But anyway, today I have the awesome Matt Blackburn on the podcast, uh, creator of the Mito Life Academy and Mito Life. He also sells some pretty amazing supplements. Um, he's just an all-round good dude. And I just, every time I have him on the podcast, I just love his laugh. And uh, his laugh just makes me laugh. But he's a super knowledgeable guy. And I wanted to get him on today to talk more about vitamin C and why it's so important. If you follow me for a while, you'll know I love, 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 love oranges and OJ. Every time I drink my OJ, I, just, I say to Craig, oh my God, Craig, I just love this. It just tastes so amazing. He's like, okay, you've said that to me about 50,000 times, but I absolutely love it. And, you know, there's many great benefits to drinking orange, orange juice and eating orange oranges. And one of those is that it's really high in vitamin C. So in this episode, we talk about, um, you know, the importance of getting adequate vitamin C in your diet. What is vitamin C? What does your body use it for? What foods are high in vitamin C? And then he talks more about his new um, vitamin C supplement, which is pretty cool. So I hope you enjoy this episode. As always, uh, give us a rating and a review for this episode. So if you've rated us and reviewed us in the past, you can do it as many times as you like. And um, for extra brownie points and also your chance to win a tub of Saturay Premium Collagen, just take a screenshot of the episode, share it on Instagram stories um, and share your biggest takeaways and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. And like I said, I'll pick a winner and you'll get a free tub of saturated collagen. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Let's get into it. Oh, hey, Matt. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Kitty. It's always really fun. 
I know it is. We um, I put a post up a while ago asking, you know, who they wanted to have back on the podcast and there was heaps of Matt Blackburn. So, you know, we've got to give the people what they want. Um, so update us. What have, you, what have you been up? I think last time we had with the Shilajit podcast, you were, maybe it was a podcast before that, you were doing the beehives and the goat milk. And so, you know, update us on what's happening with the homesteading. Yeah. So we're deep in the middle of winter up here in North Idaho and got a good amount of snow here in the mountains. And yeah, I was telling you before we started recording that homesteading solo is a whole nother level and things break and my male goat called a buck has escaped since I've been back here in Idaho, like three times knocked down his gate. And then he just bangs my does, the female goats, which isn't cool because, (laughs) because there's a rotation. So I, I think a lot of people, and I didn't understand this, but for, you know, to get milk, the animal has to get pregnant, whether it's a camel, a goat, a cow, whatever. And so that's just, you know, the life of a farmer is, you know, you kind of rotate so that you have milk year round. And so long story short, now that one of my goats is in milk and one is most likely going to be pregnant, I'll probably have double the milk and too much. So I actually just ordered uh, two electric butter churners, which I'm really excited about because you can actually make um, goat butter and it just takes longer. It takes, you know, longer than cows, cow milk. And it just um, separates the fat from the, from the, uh, you know, the liquid, uh, I think four to five hours, roughly. Yeah. Wow. And takes, you know, a couple gallons of milk, but I have tons. So I'm really excited to. What a great idea. Cause you'll then obviously the butter will last for ages. It's not going to go off. And you can right. just use it when you need to. And I wonder if it, you know, like, like I really love goat's cheese because it's got that like tangy, like tangy flavor. I wonder if the butter has that slight tangy flavor. We'll, we'll have to, you'll have to update us. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually never had goat butter. So I'm really excited to, to, to make it. I've made goat cheese in my mm. old house here in Idaho. It's beautiful. It was soft. I, I like the harder cheeses, not like super hard, but like yeah. somewhere in the middle. And yeah. when I was down in California, that was my road snack. I would just have a block of raw goat cheese that I would munch on while I'm driving all over the place. <laughs> uh, I just love cheese so much. Hey, I just love it. It's just the most amazing food ever. Remember the days when we didn't eat cheese or dairy? <laughs> Those were very sad days. Have you ever made, I know you mentioned before, have you made, what about goat milk ice cream? That might be nice. Yeah, I, I actually have never had it. I think my friend just sent me a brand. Uh, I'm still all about Double Rainbow, if anyone has access to that. I think it might be a Pacific Northwest or West Coast, the U.S. thing. But that Double Rainbow brand out of San Francisco is really good. And I put uh, reishi syrup my friend makes on it and mm. it adds this kind of like chocolatey bitter, oh, just a, just a little bit. So good. Yum. Yum. Okay, so you've got the goats. What about the honey? Are the beehives still going? Those are in hibernation. So bees are fascinating. I have actually three boxes. So I have two hives going Mm. and three boxes high each hive. And it's really cool that I had a shed built around them. And so Mm. we actually shut the doors so bears can't get in and eat the brood, which they're after the the protein, the babies basically. And uh, yeah, probably come April, I think that's when the snow starts melting up here. So we still have another month and a half at least. And 
I'm definitely going to harvest honey. It'd be my first time, but uh, basically I'm going to use an electric knife, which makes it easier. You shave off the wax off the, the trays. And then I put it in this spinner thing that holds two frames and you just crank it and it spins yeah. the honey off and it goes down into a little collection barrel or bucket or whatever. I'm excited to see how much I get. Yeah. Well, one of our clients, Carol, a friend of ours, she's got, they've got beehives in Sydney. And the other day when we did a, we did a podcast too, and she was showing me, she's like, Oh, this is exactly what you describe. You know, you put them into this spinner thing and spin it. I've actually got some of the honey. She sent it to me. It's so beautiful. That's exciting. Anything else apart from the goats and the honey? (laughs) Let's see. Well, I was gone. I had a house sitter here and she did not really up keep the house very well. And so my, I came back to chickens that were dry fasting, essentially. I mean, they had some food, but they were completely out of water for who knows, maybe two months. So I've been bringing them back to life. I gave them my leftover steak, uh, my leftovers. Yeah. They're still kicking though. I have three hens and a rooster and they seem to be coming back and they're laying now. So I'm getting, you know, one to two eggs a day. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm just playing with, with fun technology. I've been getting really into uh, electrified plasma gas, which uh, Nikola Tesla <laughs> used, which is essentially the noble gases on the periodic table. So helium, xenon, krypton, uh, and, and you run uh, current through them and mm-hmm. they actually emit photons and they actually emit some really interesting energy that's been used for cancer and various other things and just been kind of suppressed. So that's, what's so cool about just combining all this knowledge of nutrition with, uh, the technology, as you know, I'm a gadget guy. That's that's one of my big focuses. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I look on your stories, you're doing some things, some like gadget or some new, I'm like, Oh, I saw a set of Well, Matt's doing this thing or he's doing this. And yeah, I think men, you know, like Craig likes a good old gadget too. Yeah. I just look at them as tools, just like supplements, right? They're just, it's knowing what they're good for and Mm. when to use them. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes them effective. It's not just trying to do everything all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll be more wonderful, weird and gadgets (laughs) in the future. But anyway, we, we can't, we've got Matt on today to talk about vitamin C and the importance of vitamin C um, in your diet and also to talk about his um, new cool supplement that he's, what's well, reasonably new, newish um, supplement that he's released. So uh, I guess let's talk about um, first, you know, what is vitamin C and uh, what's like, what does your body use it for? Why is it important? Yeah. So I grew up with, ascorbic acid. And we had this product in the States. I don't know if it's still popular called emergency. And it's this packet that you're supposed to use when you start, you know, start to feel like you're coming down with a cold or a flu or a cough. And you pour this in water and it fizzes and you mix it up and it's mainly ascorbic acid, but I think they had a lot of other things in there as well. And that was my, uh, understanding of vitamin C growing up is that it was just this packet of powder. And then as I got into health, I started to find, you know, liposomal ascorbic acid supplements and uh, capsule ascorbic acid supplements. And I was mega dosing those because I had heard that that's good for you. And it's a detox and a boost. And then as I dove deeper, I found that 
vitamin C is actually a complex and maybe you can put it in the notes, but there's this really good, uh, almost like blog post that was written by Dominique Richard in 2016. And it's called quantitative analysis of vitamin C complex. Mm -hmm. And I just sent you the link there too, if you want to check it out, but he has a really cool picture of what vitamin C complex is and ascorbic acid is just a part of it. It's just like the outer shell. But when we talk about vitamin C, we're also talking about um, polyphenol called rutin. We're talking about a flavone called hesperidin, uh, both of which are collectively called vitamin P. You have vitamin K, you have choline, and you have tyrosinase, which could be called the center of whole food vitamin C complex. And tyrosinase is an enzyme that actually contains copper. And it's the superior source of copper versus just taking colloidal copper or an isolated copper supplement. This is, you know, nature's way of getting your copper in your system. And vitamin C is truly a copper story when we talk about the whole food vitamin C complex. When we talk about ascorbic acid, you have to realize that there's all of these studies dating back to the 1940s, 1950s, um, then even as recently the 19, late 1980s, 1990s, of the effects of isolated ascorbic acid on copper. And there's um, tons of research, m- mostly Holmberg and Laurel have a lot of good ones. Um, Scheinberg and Sternlich, there's a lot, but you have to dig past all of the vitamin C marketing because I come from the biohacking world and the biohackers are just IVing everything. I don't know why, but they're just shooting up with IVs of vitamins and NAD and chemical cocktails. That's what I've been witnessing the last five years when I used to live in California and go to all these conferences I'm just shooting stuff straight into their veins. And one of the things they're shooting up, you know, it's probably better than heroin, but it's ascorbic (laughs) acid. (laughs) And that has been proven in a lot of research to cause ceruloplasmin to lose its color and function. And so ceruloplasmin, think of it as active copper. It's, it's, you know, not the unbound copper that people talk about copper toxicity, This is actually copper that's been activated by retinol, vitamin A, and it has over 20 functions and really critical functions, functions that people with chronic illness are missing. Uh, Whenever people tell me about X, Y, chronic condition they're dealing with, it's usually iron overload, which is another way of saying copper deficiency and, and ceruloplasmin deficiency if we want to get really technical. So that's kind of the, the, the summary of what vitamin C is, but, you know, we could talk about the immune function, which most people think of when they hear about vitamin C and we have these things called lymphocytes and they're a part of our immune system. We have, you know, lymphocytes can be broken down into T cells and B cells. And right now, you know, we're dealing with the thing and you have the jab and part of the thing is to... <laughs> <laughs> to kind of support that, that function 
of, you know, T cells. And I think if we stay, take a step back and um, look at the lymphocytes, we see that they require copper to function. Mm-hmm. And we see that, that ascorbic acid shuts down copper, which takes away the lymphocytes power. So they can't fight pathogens. Mm-hmm. So when anyone's dealing with a chronic infection, so whether it's uh, you know viral, uh, bacterial, parasitic, fungal, whatever infection someone's dealing with, there's always going to be a copper deficiency there because if they had sufficient copper and, and the excess iron wasn't pushing down their copper, they would be able to fight off these infections. So uh, that is absolutely a symptom of <laughs> copper deficiency. So it's, it's almost like everyone could benefit from taking a whole food vitamin C supplement. And I'm not saying this is better than local seasonal fruit. You could use it in combination, but I think it's, it's, it's really important to realize that thousands of grams Mm. of ascorbic acid will do harm. It's something that will impact your ceruloplasmin protein. And I have a couple other studies up right here. This is a good one from Finley, 1983, influence of ascorbic acid supplementation on copper status in young adult men. And um, it says serum ceruloplasmin activity was significantly reduced (laughs) uh, throughout the ascorbic acid supplementation period. So well, most so, vitamin C, Matt, sorry, just jump in. Most vitamin C supplements that are sold over the counter are ascorbic acid. Most of them. Yeah, I'd say 99%. You'll be lucky if you can find one in the store. Wow. I mean, it's usually going to be in a pouch. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to find some berry powders, camu camu, amla, rose hips. Those are the usual ones. But this is a common supplement that people take. And, you know, we have Costco here. And I always like to walk around the Costco supplement section or, you know, CVS or one of the big stores and just see what's on the end cap, what's at eye level. And it's usually, you know, fish oil and you have Mm -hmm. your iron and you have your ascorbic acid. And that's just like a chemical cocktail for iron overload. And most elderly people are on that cocktail of supplements. So it's definitely one of the worst offenders of supplements. I'd say it's right up there with fish oil as far as its ability to cause imbalance in the body. And I think like so many people are here, they go, oh, you know, I'm getting a cold. They just go out and grab that vitamin C, ascorbic acid. Like so many people do that. I remember my mom's sick and I'm like, look, mom, just drink the juice. I'm like, get some orange juice. And actually quickly, while we're talking about foods, like what foods, foods are highest in vitamin C? If people are wondering, well, yeah, fruits and people often think of oranges, but mm. not only citrus, um, it's in pretty much all fruits, you know, kiwis, mm. guavas, cherries, Jeremoya, cherries. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a, a less known one that I've been obsessed with, uh, maybe it's just because I'm here in the cold, are potatoes yeah, and yeah. Uh, white russet potatoes. And they actually contain a, it's called dehydroscorpic acid, but it's a, it's a complex. So people yeah. often don't think that potatoes have vitamin C, but they are loaded with it. Mm. So I've been, I love 
russet potatoes with butter and salt. That's one no, of my favorite things. Great <laughs> potatoes every day, sometimes twice a day. I just love potatoes as well. And oranges, and I love orange juice. So if people, you know, could try and include those foods in their diet every day, some sort of citrus or fruits or fruit, sorry, juice, potatoes, if they like them. Yeah, and even uh, I've looked into milk, and there is some research that there's some vitamin C in in raw milk. Mm. Um, it's not much though. I wouldn't mm. rely on it as your uh, as your primary source. Uh, but the RDA, if you look it up, it's it's just ninety milligrams for men and seventy five milligrams for women, and then in pregnancy, you know, say it's more. But it's not the Linus Pauling you know, recommendation that people give 5,000, 10,000 milligrams of ascorbic acid. That's, that's where it really ca- causes imbalance. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's here. Yeah, here we go. Ascorbic acid content of raw milk is from 14 milligrams to 23 mm. milligrams. So it's, it's an okay amount. I mean, it's going to mm. add your daily. Mm. It all adds up with all those other foods. So can you then, I guess, now talk about this new supplement you've got and how it's different and why it's a better form of vitamin C. Yeah. So it's a blend of three things, uh, mm. amla berry called Indian gooseberry, camu camu and rose hips, which is a pretty common one. Mm. Uh, amla is probably my favorite of all of them. Camu camu is cool too, but, uh, also called Indian gooseberry. It's an Ayurvedic, uh, uh, herb essentially i mean it's put it's a fruit but it's put in a lot of different formulas and it's a rich source of polyphenols flavonoids alkaloids it's antibacterial anti-inflammatory and people forget that it comes with all these other things right so it's just like the people that hyper focus on the caffeine and coffee and say oh it's going to burn out your adrenals they're forgetting about all the b vitamins and magnesium and all the other chlorogenic acid and all of the other amazing things in coffee same kind of thing applies to whole foods. See, so when we look at a powdered berry like amla, you're getting so many things and copper. So with all three of these, amla, you're getting copper, camu camu, you're getting copper and rose hips. And I just like the the blend um, of those. You know, there's <laughs> various schools of thought uh, with you know wild and heirloom and rose hips actually is the base of the rose and it's not like when you go to the grocery store and you find the bouquet of roses it doesn't come from that it's only from wild heirloom roses um, where you can get rose hips and mm. contains tons tons of vitamin c um i think it's yeah 60 times more than an orange wow and, how crazy yep <sighs> it's loaded and so I recommend, you know, not getting all your, not putting all your eggs in one basket. Don't try to get all of your whole food C from milk or potatoes or fruit. I like taking multiple different sources, just like my view on magnesium. It's like take multiple different forms and get it from many different areas. And that's probably a balanced way about it. Um, but just three contains 300 milligrams of vitamin C. Wow. And so it doesn't take much and that is enough. You know, that's three times the RDA for men and maybe four times for women. And I think that's all we need 300 to 400 milligrams. And, you know, if you feel like you're copper deficient because you're dealing with a chronic 
infection or fatigue is a sure sign of cerebral plasma deficiency or uh, lipofuscin <laughs> age spots. There, there's a lot of symptoms of you know, mm. autoimmune diseases, copper deficiency, allergies, histamine problems. You can take more, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, health is a, is a marathon, not a race. It's, you know, it took a while for us to get here. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a matter of taking the whole bottle in one handful and saying, I'm good <laughs> three a day, just be consistent with your supplements. And that's how you should be. It's, you know, there's rarely a need to mega dose. You can have fun with that. I like doing that with vitamin E and Sheila G different things, but most of the time it's not necessary if mm-hmm. you just stay consistent. Um, let me see. Yeah. If anyone smokes, <laughs> whether it's <laughs> cannabis or tobacco, <laughs> one of the fascinating things to me is that, um, vitamin C and vitamin E. So I like whole food vitamin C to clarify and mixed to cough roll vitamin E. Every smoker should be, whether you're hitting the bong or a cigarette or cigar <laughs> or pipe, whatever, <laughs> they should be on both of those. <laughs> because yeah. when uh vitamin they actually work together so when vitamin e donates an electron vitamin c will regenerate it and all of the antioxidants i mean it's our body's a system where everything's working together in a beautiful symphony but mm-hmm. c and e have this really intimate relationship where they support each other um at an antioxidant level to neutralize oxidative stress which is another way of just saying rust, which is mm-hmm. why iron overload and lipofuscin are so bad. And uh, it's really important to get that ascorbic acid increases the rusting, whereas whole food C inhibits the rusting. Mm-hmm. So if you have an iron problem, which in my view, everybody does because you're a human on planet earth, you would benefit more from whole food C, which is going to support ceruloplasmin expression and specifically it's ferrooxidase enzyme expression, which is how it regulates iron recycling in the body. Mm-hmm. And ascorbic acid is going to do the exact opposite, shut down ceruloplasmin, bleach it white where it's supposed to be blue and shut down its ferrooxidase enzyme function, which is one of the 20 plus functions that it has. And then you just rust from the inside out. And that's where you get diabetes and insomnia and anxiety and depression and everything, fatigue and Mm. on and on. I think we try to complicate the diseases and I'm sure you get it all the time. I have XYZ, I have Crohn's, I have IBS, I have Mm. diabetes, this and that, and this and that. And what if it's simple? What if it's just imbalance in the body from maybe taking ascorbic acid or taking fish oil or iron Mm -hmm. for years? Mm. and meanwhile being keto and restricting sugar and restricting protein Uh, which is what so many people like i did that for years i restricted and over exercised and then took multivitamin fish oil i took vitamin c like everything that you've listed out for 17 years it's crazy hey yeah i mean it's it's very close to pharmaceuticals uh the, the supplements and so we just have to be careful. And I like to do a food first approach, but in my view, you can't get enough vitamin E from food Mm. and me being way up North here until I get my growing dome greenhouse set up. I'm reliant on fruit being shipped up from Mexico, which Mm -hmm. is a fair distance to reach me here in North Idaho. 
Mm. So it's a completely, you know, I don't know what the indigenous people up here in North Idaho did for their vitamin C hundreds of years ago. Uh, if it was, you know, raw milk, I don't think they were farming up here, but um, that's where to me supplements come in. So I just mm. make sure that I'm getting my 300 milligrams a day by taking this. And I find it supports uh, stress. Like I said, it's 95% is stored in your adrenals mm. and um, you know, your adrenals don't get shot from <laughs> drinking coffee. They get shot from drinking coffee on an empty stomach. When you skip breakfast, mm. when you stay in crappy relationships, stay working a crappy job that you don't like and doing what you don't want to do. That's what burns out our adrenals. So for anyone that's <clears throat> recovering from a bad relationship or a bad job or move or an accident or surgery or any kind of stress in their life, vitamin C in whole food form is so supportive just by nourishing the adrenals. And if you stack that with salt, sodium chloride, white salt, and potassium, good sources of potassium, you know, coconut water or fruit, fruit juice, then you're really nourishing those adrenals. And that could have a tremendous beneficial downstream effect on your liver health, your thyroid health, and then your overall health. Amazing. So amazing. Thanks. I always learn so much when you come on the uh, podcast. I'm sure everyone's sitting there like the heads are nodding, writing notes, writing notes. (laughs) (laughs) Matt's got a ton of other um, awesome supplements too. And I've done quite a few podcasts with him on some of the main ones that we take. So just if you go back, you can listen to some other ones. We've done one on Shilogy, um, Pufas and Vitamin E, Pufa Protect. What else have we done? I'm sure we've done another one. Can't um, I've done so many podcasts. So many podcasts to vitamin C. And oh, then we get it. Sorry. We did the dissolve it all. I thought, oh, the right? dissolve it all. Yeah. Cause I took that after I had the surgery with the scar, which really helped my scarring, which was amazing. And there's just so many incredible reviews on your website of that one. Uh, and then I think the next one we're going to do on your new magnesium one. Hey. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. That's, that's already yeah. out. And yeah. yeah, the dissolve it for, uh, you know, br- uh, explant surgery or, uh, breast implant illness. I know so many women that are dealing with that. And it's so interesting because there's different schools of thought. And I always tell women, if they have fake boobs, like take systemic enzymes daily, cause it's yeah. not going to hurt. It's only going to yeah. help. It's yeah. probably the most important thing you do if you have those implants. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I mean, I obviously got mine out cause I'm like, just surely it can't be good to have silicon implants in your body. Like, you know, but anyway, if you, like you say, if you have them, take these. And cause I never had any of the implant illness as I just decided eventually that I didn't want to have them in anymore. And I didn't, I got them in when I was you know, divorced and partying and feeling sad and thinking that if I fix the outside, the inside will heal, but obviously that didn't work. But anyway, you know, it's a good expensive lesson, you know, spent about 20 grand all up getting them in and getting them out and then recovering. Oh, well, you live and you can't take your money with you, can you? So anyway, that was um, awesome, Matt. So guys, I'll pop a link to Matt's website below and he's kindly given us a discount code, uh, Kitty15, that you can use for 15% off the vitamin C and all of his supplements on his website. Now, if you're in Australia, um, currently he doesn't ship to Australia, not because he want to, but because of stupid corona, UPS has stopped shipping to Australia. So if you want to order it in Australia, what we do is we've got a, um, which we've had for a while, a mail forwarding service set up. So it's actually quite handy because there is random things that we order from the US that you can't get shipped to Australia. 
And uh, I think also too, Matt, if you how much if you order over a certain amount on your website, you get free shipping, don't you? In the US, hundred bucks is it? It's over a hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah. So if you order over a hundred, you'll get the free shipping to the place where you, it gets shipped to, and then you just pay for the shipping to Australia. So it's literally the same. So you know, the one we use that I find is really good is my US. Um, so yeah, I think it, I just like having it set up. It's really handy because there's the odd thing here and there that you know, other things that we'll buy that you need to um, get shipped from there. So anyway, so I'll pop that link uh, below. And yeah, if anyone has any uh, questions, you can just comment um, comment below or hassle Matt. Uh, he's always good at responding to the podcast <laughs> questions. And we'll see you next time, Matt. Thanks so much, Kitty. It's always Bye. a lot of fun. Love it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>